Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Paper Cuts podcast. There's only two of us today. It's me and Dan, the beard and the vest. <laughs> morning, everyone. All right. Since so we're now recording this at 1030 in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's a <laughs> it's, it's a nice Sunday uh, morning type deal. But uh, we're, we're going to do something a little different today. Instead of talking about comics, we decided since it's just the two of us to talk about something a little different. Uh, and we're going to talk about the Marvel release calendar that everyone's been spreading around a good bit. I'm sure you've seen it on the internet. And uh, Dan and I decided to bring it up because it's a good comic topic. Uh, so, Dan, uh, since this was your idea, why don't you uh, kind of uh, guide us through this magical, magical timeline? Well, yeah, I mean, let's let's honestly take a look at this, right? Marvel comes out and has this announcement earlier this week of like, you know... We're gonna we're gonna talk about some Marvel movies and we're gonna we're gonna let you know kind of some things that are going on and then holy shit they drop the fucking motherload of information man like it we'll go through the movies individually but let's just take a look here real quick and and go through it May first twenty fifteen Avengers Age of Ultron June seventeenth twenty fifteen Ant Man May sixth twenty sixteen Captain America Civil War, November 4th, 2016, Doctor Strange, May 5th, 2017, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, July 28th, 2017, Thor Ragnarok, November 3rd, 2017, Black Panther, May 4th, 2018, Avengers Infinity War Part 1, then you've got July 6th of 2018, Captain Marvel, November 2nd of 2018, Inhumans, and then May 3rd of 2019, Avengers Infinity War Part 2. That is goddamn insane to be put. They are planned out until 2019. Yeah, and they're planning out major, major plot lines going on here. I mean, Infinity Wars is nothing to bat an eye at. That is a huge undertaking. That is that is one of Marvel's, you know, key mark uh, stories for that their entire publishing career. I mean, Infinity War is just something so notable, and they're going to turn it into a two-part uh, movie. That's going to be some serious stuff. I mean, that's basically like putting, uh, you know, the Harry Potter series on the big screen. This is this is huge. I it, it, it's so so massive and such an undertaking, and really like the balls on these guys because uh, the first Avengers movie came out. What we're recording? It's twenty fourteen. Man. Came out in 2012. Yeah. So, okay, spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen The Avengers yet. And if you're listening to a comic book podcast and have not seen it, I'm not really sure what you're doing. But if you haven't seen the ending scene in Avengers, fucking Thanos shows up. And we're like, oh my God, Thanos is going to be in the next Avengers movie. He's gonna, They're going to do the Infinity War. But no, no, no. May 1st, 2015, Avengers Age of Ultron. Like, they made that announcement and everybody went, but, but wait a second, like, you had Thanos in the thing. Like, it, it's supposed to be... It's supposed to be Thanos. Now, like, okay, maybe he'll show up in Guardians of the Galaxy. Spoilers sure for Guardians enough. of the Galaxy. Eh. You know, he's there for, like, a minute. But is not, like, a major player in the movie. He's just like, oh, hey, like, it's, it's Thanos. He's over there. That's Josh Brolin. And, like, that's really cool. But nothing. Like, we're not, we're not going to fight Thanos. We're not even going to, like mention that he exists other than showing it to the audience so like a really ballsy move to introduce a major villain in 2012 
and then wait until 2018, 2019 to wrap up his story. That's that's insane, man. That is an unbelievable amount of, of forethought and planning that are going into these films. You know what? I, I feel that at the beginning, when they first started doing this, that Marvel didn't really have this sort of plan when, you know, they were doing all the separate movies and then things started rolling. So they did the Avengers and then the Avengers took off and then they're like, well... Maybe we can do stories because yeah. <laughs> essentially, you know, the, 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 the Avengers was just a team up movie and, you know, it tied everything together and it tied it in pretty damn well. Uh, so, you know, the, the fact that they're doing all these movies together and I, I mean, the other one, that's a huge one. Captain America three, they're doing the civil war plot line. That is huge. Uh-huh. That is, uh-huh. that is, you know, mind blowing. And again, that is another huge hallmark to uh, Marvel. If you ask any diehard Marvel fan, what huge storyline you should read, it's probably going to be infinity wars and civil war. Those are two big ones that I'm sure almost every single Marvel person will tell you to read. It's, it's just, it's a crazy amount of, of stuff to tackle now. And we'll, we'll, Let's let's go ahead and, and dive right into these because we'll get a little bit more in depth in the Civil War when we get to it. But let's take a look here. All right, so May first, twenty fifteen, Avengers: Age of Ultron will be hitting theaters, and I am sure we've talked about it. We talked about it last week. The trailer for this movie was just insane. I, James Spader doing the voice of Ultron with the Pinocchio "I've Got No Strings on Me" song, just absolutely incredible. Goosebumps literally every time. I watched that trailer like I get goosebumps and it, it like it makes me feel excited in a way that I haven't been since I was a little kid, man. And, you know, waking up on on a fucking Saturday morning to run downstairs with some Cocoa Pebbles and, and watch some Saturday morning cartoons. I mean, this is capturing childhood and it looks really, really dark. Like if you're if you're watching that trailer, there is some shit that is going to go down in a big bad way. I mean, you've got Thor, there's one like little clip in the trailer of Thor just dropping his hammer. There is a, as the camera is panning towards the end of the trailer, you see Captain America's shield just busted, which is I mean, that's that's Captain America. That's such an identifiable characteristic of his. His Im- his unbreakable shield is broken laying on the ground. It's going, it's, oh God, it's going to be such a dark movie and I'm so stoked for it. Yeah. And you know, Ultron is one of those big bad villains, you know, uh, not, not too long ago. He had this whole, uh, uh, what was it? The, uh, the whole comic, uh, mm-hmm. line that just uh, came out. What was it last year? I think probably. Yeah. The, uh, the, uh, God, I think it was two years ago now at this point, the age of Ultron storyline, which to be fair was not great. Um, it would have been great had it come out years earlier like it was supposed to. Right, right. But it, it seemed kind of weird. It was just shoehorned in the middle of the summer, and it was like, this is very strange, and we're not really talking about it. But still, I mean, a cool storyline. And you're right. Ultron is this really iconic villain that the Marvel Universe has. It, it's oh, going totally. to have to be a little bit... It's going to have to be a little bit different versus the comic book origins of Ultron, because as far as I know, the way they're going with the film will be Tony Stark is responsible for Ultron and not Hank Pym. Why not, not Paul Rudd? Yeah, so, it, I mean, it, it seems it seems a little weird. Like, why not have Paul Rudd in it? And maybe they will. I mean, none of us know, right? None of us are, are there, like, 
planning these movies. No, exactly. So maybe, yeah, maybe maybe Paul Rudd will show up. But as, as far as what I've like been able to kind of gather from the information that they've released is that Tony Stark will be somehow responsible for the creation of Ultron, right? And I, did you see, Dean, they just put out um, Tuesday night, I think it was, after, uh, after Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., um, they put out the Comic-Con sizzle reel that they showed at San Diego earlier this year. Did you watch that? Uh, yeah, I did. Okay. So here's my prediction for it, because it was awesome. It starts off with this little party scene, and everybody's all together, and they're, they're, all the Avengers are trying to lift Thor's hammer. And if you pay attention, when Captain America goes to try and lift Mjolnir, it moves a little bit. And if you look at Thor's face in that clip... He's laughing and joking, and then all of a sudden gets very like a very serious look on his face. Yeah. And then, you know, Steve Rogers doesn't pick it up, and, and life goes on. My prediction now, the end of Avengers Age of Ultron will be Captain America throwing Molnir, like, through Ultron's chest to finally destroy him, which will be such an incredible moment. You hear that, everyone? We're placing bets. Steve Rogers right. throwing the hammer through uh, Ultron's chest. What are your What are your thoughts on on Age of Ultron? Uh I from what I've seen so far, I think it's going to be a really great movie. I think they've done some really cool things to uh, really make it dark. Uh, I've heard a few people because I I do um, sort of pick people's brains about what they think about the trailers and everything before we go on the podcast or you know for different books and whatnot. Right, right. and. Uh, I heard a few people kind of getting a little uh, sad about Ultron not looking Ultron-y enough. And, uh, you know, I can't say that he, he doesn't look like a robot. He does. But, I mean, to make him look like the uh, Ultron character in the books uh, probably would be a little tough. And dated, to say the least. Because, you know, on the Ultron that we're seeing in the Marvel movie... Uh, you know, there's a lot of moving parts and everything. You know, you could see, like, just in the one picture that we're staring at right now, like, you could see his neck. Uh, there, it almost looks like a, a musculature, like, neck vein rolling down yeah. into his chest. And Ultron didn't have that in the, the the comic books. He was a solid piece of, like, metal body. He, looked like, he was very dated. He looked like he was straight out of the 70s. Yeah, well, I, which he was. You know, and, and that, <laughs> you know, he, that's... He looks very, very much a, uh, a throwback to... To 70s sci-fi movie monsters and and like what what that would have looked like to them back then. Yeah, I think he looks really cool, man. I I like the design. I'm pretty digging it, and I do like the the voice actor that they picked. James Spader is a really really badass. Like, uh, I don't want to say sarcastic, but he's very cynical, and I I feel for like a villain, especially for something like Ultron, who just doesn't know. Like, he knows no bounds. Ultron is like a very heavily superpowered robot who thinks he is the supreme there's nothing better than him james spader's perfect for that yeah he really is and like i've learned to not doubt the marvel casting choices at this point because like they they knocked it out of the park with robert downey jr for iron man well and then and then, then they fucked with us with uh ben kingsley and guy pierce and um in Iron Man, which I thought was pretty funny with the the fake oh, Mandarin, so yeah, that that was that so was good. something else, man. That was cool. So 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 goddamn good. But like, I was a little like when they made the Captain America announcement, I was like, I don't, Chris Evans, like, like the Human Torch. I don't 
I don't know about that one, guys. Maybe maybe you're maybe for. Oh wait, no, he's amazing. Yeah, yeah, he's fucking fantastic. Yeah, he, he, he flipped the lid on everyone with that one. He came back in a Marvel movie in a big way. <laughs> I he just kills. It. I mean, he's he's. He's perfect as Cap, and you know, right? you know, he's what just great. He, he was all right as the Human Torch because the, the all right, the way he played the Human Torch was just a braggadocious douchebag, and it worked uh-huh. because that's uh-huh. that's just how he's portrayed. And you know, the, the hairstyle they gave him, the little you know beard he had going on, he was a womanizer, and it worked. But thank God, Fox was like, "Let's stop doing these," and Marvel <laughs> agreed, and now we don't have that. Now we have him as Captain America instead, and it's for the better. It's just fantastic. Yeah, just yeah, fantastic. Yeah. So, uh, should we should we move on to our next one? Which uh, I I'm very excited about this. Yeah. I so okay. July seventeenth, twenty fifteen. Ant Man, starring Paul Rudd, Michael Douglas, Evangeline Lilly, and Corey Stoll. Corey Stoll might be the most unfamiliar name to people out there, unless you have watched House of Cards. He, uh, he plays Peter on House of Cards, and I don't want to give away any spoilers for that show, but his character on there is is incredibly well done. Corey Stoll's a very good actor. But Paul Rudd is Ant-Man, dude. I, I don't know that I could be any more excited for this movie, man. Like, Paul Rudd, Paul Rudd's great. Ant-Man is such a ridiculous character that throwing those two, those two together with the director, Peyton Reed, um, Peyton Reed... For those of you who don't know the name, he's not the biggest, sexiest name out there, uh, especially considering what this movie was going to be. But I, I think we I don't want to talk too much about what the movie was supposed to be originally, because that's very heartbreaking. But Peyton Reed did Down With Love, which is uh, this really charming, really great kind of romantic comedy. But you can see in this in that film, the the sensibilities and, and the visual uh, like not to get too nerdy about it, but the the color palette that he creates in that film is really visually interesting. And I think bringing that sort of sensibility to a character like Ant-Man, with, who's going to be funny, you've got Paul Rudd, it's going to be funny, is just going to be this, this really different Marvel movie, but still fitting into the universe. Like, I'm, I'm really excited for how this is going to play out. Yeah, definitely. And you're right, Corey Stahl in House of Cards. Ugh. So good, so good. Yeah, and you, th- that show is so good. But I mean, that that's just another thing for another time. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, Paul Rudd is such a dynamic actor, and I mean, there's just something about him when he gets on screen and does stuff. It it it, it literally like just lights me up. I, I love watching him act. He's such a good actor, and uh, he he's so funny. I think that's just what it, he's enigmatic. That's what it is. I'm using a big word. That's the dictionary word for the the, the day. He's enigmatic. Twenty five cent word for the day. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Uh, well, and I th- I think you really do have to bring somebody like a Paul Rudd to a movie like Ant Man because, you know, everybody was saying that Guardians of the Galaxy was going to be a hard sell. I never really thought Guardians of the Galaxy would be that hard of a sell because it's a sci-fi movie, so you can have a talking tree and a talking raccoon. But Ant-Man trying to take place in in the real world with a guy who can shrink himself, make himself really big, and can control ants with a helmet, okay, that one's a hard sell. Yeah, I'll give you that one. That's that's tough to get, you know, middle America to to go see if if but you, if i had to say they're probably gonna revamp some of his powers i i would oh, I, have yeah, to sure. assume sure i would i would imagine so but but you put a guy like paul rudd in there and then you get an actor the caliber of michael douglas 
to come in and play Hank Pym. And like you've got you've got this really potentially amazing movie that could happen here. Oh, most definitely. I'm I'm very excited for it. I mean, you know, we don't have too much idea of it. They've kept it pretty hush hush. And I mean, we didn't even know Paul Rudd was in it up until a few months ago. Mm-hmm. Really the only thing we've seen was the uh the little uh tester footage that came out from Comic Con of and Comic Con from two years ago or three years ago now that they showed that they were originally planning to use and what his powers would be like and and that was really cool because the cool thing about Ant-Man is that even though he shrinks to the size of, you know, literally an ant, he still hits with the full force of a grown man. So you've got this little tiny thing like running and jumping and then just punching a guy as hard as he can. And it's just the footage looked really cool and they have the potential to do some really interesting things visually with with scale, you know, with with taking a look at. You've got this little guy breaking into things and then beating people up from from a very tiny point of view. It it should be really cool. Yeah, I would hope so, man. I'm I'm really excited for that one. But uh let let's move on to the next one because this this one's going to be a I'm pretty sure a big blockbuster. Yeah, well, May 6th, 2016, Captain America Civil War. It's been confirmed that the directors of the Winter Soldier, who Joe and Anthony Russo, they are coming back for this one. Um, it's been confirmed that Robert Downey Jr. will be coming back to this film as Tony Stark. And the big rumor is that this is the movie in which Captain America will will die. Right? Chris Evans has, has already come out and said, I have a contract to play Captain America. I've got, you know, X number of movies left. And after that, I'm pretty much done acting. I want to go into directing. So the the thought is, is that this may be it. This may be where we see uh, Bucky take over the role of Captain America. You you know what the thing is? I, I think there has to be some sort of plot development in between now, Age of Ultron, and Civil War. Because to stick all of that all in one movie uh-huh. where the last Captain America left off, that's a pretty big job for anyone. No, it, it really is. Like, it is... It's going to be really interesting to see how we get from, you know, from Avengers into Captain America the Winter Soldier, and then how we get through Age of Ultron, Ant-Man, and Civil War. Because in the, in the Civil War storyline, you've got Tony Stark fighting to register all the superheroes. All the superheroes need to register with the government because they need to ter- start taking responsibility and and liability for the things that they do when they get up to their super heroics. Yes, they're saving people, but they're also destroying fucking cities, right? If you look at at the Avengers movie, I mean, you've got these giant alien spaceships and and creatures coming down and just trashing New York City. Right? So, in the comics you have that fight between Tony Stark saying we should register And Captain America is saying, absolutely not. If we register, we cannot do the things that we wanted to do. And at the end of the Civil War storyline, Captain America does die. He he gets killed in that. Now, it's comic books, so he was gone for a year. Not even, I think it was like eight months or something like that. But, you know, he he dies. Captain America gets shot on courthouse steps in this really heartbreaking scene. And you see... 
Tony Stark's reaction to that is is this really well written and very emotional and kind of heartbreaking reaction to his his very best friend in the world who he had a little disagreement about. I mean, it's a major disagreement, but for those two guys, it's really not a huge deal between them. His best friend in the world is dead, and it's kind of Tony Stark's fault at that point. Well, yeah, because, you know, he he set it up on two separate sides, and, you know, all Steve Rogers was trying to do was defend, you know, the the mutants and superhero rights, and, you know, that... Tony Stark put him in that position. So, I mean, it's definitely going to be a dark movie, and I'm glad they picked the people who did Winter Soldier to do this movie because Winter Soldier was a pretty dark movie. You know, that that movie turned the whole Marvel movie universe on his head, and it also set up a huge thing for uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that was awesome. Yeah, I mean, Hail Hydra, right? Like, it it took away... Spoilers, again, it took away S.H.I.E.L.D., Shield is gone, and and they're they're rebuilding it through the course of the show. But the one identifiable characteristic of the Marvel films that we've had this whole time is Nick Fury is the head of Shield, putting together, you know, that very last that teaser scene at the very end of the first Iron Man movie of I want to talk to you about the Avengers in- initiative. Like everybody just just lost their minds, and and that that's gone now. That was taken away, and I think you're right. I think the Civil War movie will end up being being relatively dark. I don't think there's going to be a lot of, of happy-go-lucky good times in that film. And I, I really do think, I, it would not surprise me if that is the movie where where the Chris Evans version of Captain America uh, gets killed. I, I would have to agree with you because, you know, after that, we're starting to go into some pretty heavy-duty movies, you know, as far as um, other things going on there you know i'm i'm i'll let you move on into them but yeah there's some pretty serious ones coming up and for that to happen after civil war would it would just it would do a disservice to that event yeah i agree i agree well all right so moving on from civil war the next movie uh may be the one that i am i am most excited about of all of these november 4th 2016 Doctor Strange, starring, as of right now, as of November 2nd, 2014, Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange, which, saying that out loud, makes me fucking giddy in ways that I don't like to talk Dude, about. Dude, I got and, I got a Cumber boner. Seriously. Seriously. <laughs> I never thought, like, I had had, you know, discussions with people and, and with my wife, and we had talked about it, and I was like, no, Benedict Cumberbatch isn't going to do it. I don't even think he'd be that good. Meanwhile, in the back of my mind going, please let him do it. He's gonna, he's the best choice. But, like, I didn't want to set myself up for disappointment of, you know, I didn't want to go into watching Doctor Strange the whole time being like, yeah, no, but Benedict Cumberbatch would have been better. Because he's perfect for Doctor Strange. No, you're right. You're totally right. fucking Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. If, if Cumberbatch is the star of Doctor Strange. Right, I, yeah. I, it's going to be the best one. It's going to be the best one. Yeah, you know, he, he's a very dynamic actor, and he has a, you know, um, very unique personality when he acts. But that's what makes him so good as Sherlock, too, is that very uh-huh. unique way of acting. And it, you're right, it does roll over into Doctor Strange perfectly. Well, and it'll be really interesting to see where they go with this movie now. I mean, we know we know literally nothing about it. Like, Benedict Cumberbatch isn't even 100% confirmed. Correct. 
to star yet. The only thing we know is that Scott Derrickson is directing it. Scott Derrickson is a horror movie director. So that, I think, is a step in the right direction. Because Doctor Strange is a pretty weird fucking character when you come right down to it. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, that's why he's not always in the same storylines as most of the main Marvel characters is because he doesn't fit in all that well. He deals with the supernatural while most of the Marvel characters deal with stuff that happens in, you know, the, this this earthly realm. So, you know, for Doctor Strange to tie into all this, I don't know. But could it be a great standalone movie? I think it definitely has the chops, too. Absolutely. And I think what will be really interesting to, to look at will be in in the first Thor movie, there's there's a line and I, I don't remember the, the exact way that it's said but but Thor is is speaking to Jane Foster and says you know you guys call it magic we call it science and now to get Doctor Strange who is a a magical character in the Marvel universe I'm interested to see where they where they take this like is it going to be straight up supernatural magic kind of shit or are we going to get a more scientific view of of what this like these weird powers and strange things that he can do what exactly is all of this going to be because they're going to have to play it uh very very smart in order for this to all work together right right doctor strange really could throw a whole loop into this into this whole plan i mean because he's kind of a ridiculous character you have the by the hoary hosts of Hogoth and, you know, the Eye of Agam- Agamotto and, like, just all this weird shit. Yeah, he, you know? he's borderline campy, so you have to play it right for it to work. He really is. Like, and if you watch, um, I'm a big fan of the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon. Like, I absolutely love it. I think I think the characters are very, very well, well handled on there. But even the episodes with Doctor Strange on that show, he's, he's campy and silly and kind of weird. You know, and I I can't see Benedict Cumberbatch doing campy and silly, but he, serious. He can do weird. <laughs> he can do weird. Yeah, he can do weird. And this movie, this one may be the one I'm the most nervous about, but also the most excited about. I'm. Uh, I tell you what, we'll we'll give our general ideas for which which ones we're most excited, most nervous for, and everything at the end. But yeah, this this definitely has a very uneasy air about it right now till we know more. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But, alright, so moving on from Doctor Strange. May 5th, 2017, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. James Gunn will be back to write and direct. All of the actors will be back. Fucking Guardians of the Galaxy was so great. Oh, it was. And, you know, for anyone that says it wasn't that good of a movie, you you need to get your brain checked out. Because that movie was fantastic. The soundtrack was good. And the thing is... They, they played it right. They didn't make it a serious, serious movie. While, you know, the plot line was serious, the characters still were themselves. They didn't have to change too much about it. And they were able to make fun of themselves, too, which was, which was good. It was a great movie. And then they had the little spoiler at the end, too. And it, that whole movie was, was just so much fun to watch. And the thing is, after coming off of things like uh, Dark World, Winter Soldier, um, and all those... Having a little bit of fun was, I think, something the Marvel Universe needed. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, I mean, that movie is. It's just fun. Like, if you didn't like Guardians of the Galaxy, you have admitted to yourself that you fucking hate fun. That's, That's true. That's what your life is. Mm-hmm. You you are just a curmudgeon 
and a miserly shit. You're basically was... the grandpa from Up. Yeah, you really are. Like, there was nothing about that movie that was not done with with the idea of having fun. I mean, even the super serious parts. I mean, because, you know, you've got a movie where, and I, I have no problem admitting this, as a 34-year-old man, fucking, I'm sitting in a movie theater tearing up like rolling a goddamn tear when Groot is protecting everyone and instead of saying, I am Groot, which is the only thing he has said the entire movie, he says, we are Groot. And I goddamn rolled a tear. It's like, fuck you, Marvel, for getting me to roll a goddamn tear to cry in public from a tree. Yeah, that that, that movie tree. That movie had some points that, that hit me right in the feels. I, yeah, like such a poignant, wonderfully done story. And it was, it was just fun. I mean, and the soundtrack. I mean, oh, you, man, you nailed man. that. That soundtrack is incredible. Mm-hmm. Oh, just yeah. Just incredible. And dude, Chris Pratt. I, Chris I love Pratt. Chris Pratt. I'm such a big fan of Chris Pratt from Parks and Rec. And, you know, when I saw he was going to be Star-Lord, I was a little leery because I do like him, but I've never seen him in any... I mean, who has seen him in a superhero role? So, right, you know, yeah. I, I, I was a little leery going into it. And then as soon as, uh, you know, the first 15 minutes of the movie started... I was like, all right, we're we're good. I'm going to sit back and enjoy this movie because I know it's going to be great. And I mean, the rest of the characters were great too. You know, they they did fantastic animation uh, on Groot. Bradley Cooper as Rocky Raccoon was great. Tony Batista as Drax. Oh, that was so good. They picked the biggest muscle head they could find and they threw him into that, and he was so good, so it was, good. It was awesome. Yeah, like the. Uh... The, the, the line, the uh, it just went right over his head. Nothing goes over my head. My reflexes are too quick. <laughs> like, it was like, oh, my God, that's such an amazing line. Yeah. That's so great. And he killed it because, like, look, Batista, like, I watch wrestling. He's not a great actor. He's he's a decent wrestler. But when, when the wrestlers have to get on the microphone, it's like, oh, he's going to say something. It's not going to be good. You know, he's not the best on the microphone. So it was like, oh, Batista's going to be in this movie. That could suck real bad. Right, and he but he, he already it. had his he chance at uh, acting too. I mean, he was in uh, what is it, Man, Man with the Iron Fist. Right, and he he was okay. He wasn't bad, but he was only okay. He didn't have that many lines, but yeah, it, it doesn't take very much to fuck up a movie with just one line. <laughs> yeah, no, it it really doesn't. But but in this, I, they used him perfectly. Oh, I mean, yeah. he was he was so fun in that movie, and fuck, Gamora was. Incredible! Like, oh god, just what a what a damn fun movie! Yeah, like that yeah. movie comes out in on Blu-ray in December, and since the day my wife and I walked out of the theater, we're like, "When's it coming out on Blu-ray? I want to see it again. I want to see it again." Oh yeah, that, that's on my Gotta Christmas see this list. Movie. My my girlfriend, who's not a huge comic book uh, fan, she she likes watching the movies with me because they are fun to watch. But you know, she she asked me a lot of questions about the you know the movies normally after because again, she doesn't she doesn't know a lot of the stuff about it. And uh, with Guardians of the Galaxy, she didn't need to. She got everything that was happening in the movie in there, and she understood it all from start to finish, which which was cool. I mean, she asked me who the hell the big purple dude was, and obviously I told her. But, <laughs> yeah, besides that, I mean, the movie was pretty, you know, straightforward, which is good, because sometimes superhero movies aren't like that. They start giving you references about things that you have no idea what they're about, even if you are a comic book fan. Some of them are very, like... You gotta read every fucking issue to get it, but yeah. Well, and they dropped that whole big thing about the Nova Corps. They did in Guardians of the Galaxy, and you're like, all right, so are we getting Nova eventually, or 
some Novacore type shit. Like, who knows? You know, they like they're dropping all these little seeds. It, it was awesome. Yeah, it was. And I mean, then we had the little spoiler at the end, which a lot of people didn't get surprisingly, but I got it. And I, I thought it was funny as hell. Goddamn Howard the Duck. Exactly. And <laughs> goddamn Howard the Duck. And I'm leaving the theater and everyone's like, who the fuck was the duck? And I was like, it's Howard the Duck. It's Howard the goddamn duck. Had it like, oh man, that was, no, that was awesome. That was that was in, just like it's fucking Howard the Duck, man. Yeah, That's, yeah, and you know what? It, it holy shit! It went with the movie because they didn't do any like crazy. Oh, Thanos is coming! He's gonna get you. They they were uh-huh. like, you know what? Fuck it. We kept the movie silly this long. We're gonna throw in a silly uh, Easter egg at the end, and it was so worth it. It was so worth staying at the ed- right. end of the credits to see Howard the Duck. A duck having a cocktail. Just just. Amazing. It was great. It was great. All right, so on to we're gonna go back to serious again. So Dan, uh, why don't you throw us into the next one here? All right, so July twenty eighth, later later in twenty seventeen, after Guardians of the Galaxy two, you get Thor Ragnarok. Now, all right, if you like Ragnarok in Norse mythology, is the end of days. Right. It is the end of everything. the The world tree is Yggdrasil is is done, right? Like, it's... That's it. No more fucking gods. They all die. And it was played out in the comics uh, when they did... God, this makes me feel old, but, like, probably over ten years ago now, um, the Avengers disassemble. They had a Thor book, Thor disassemble, and it was Ragnarok, and Thor fucking dies at the end of it. Like, all, all of them are gone, and it's, it's one of the best Thor stories that's ever been done. It is absolutely incredible. I'm sure you can pick it up at a, at a comic book convention, maybe even the garden state comic fest next year. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's, it's usually one of the ones that, that you can find for like five, 10 bucks. And it's, it's just incredible. So to have this movie coming out, Thor Ragnarok, they can't kill Thor. You gotta, I, I gotta have more Thor. They they could kill Thor because if if Marvel wants to do a cash grab at this point, they very well could kill Thor. I to be honest, but it's, it's three years till this movie comes out. Just about th- two and a half. And if Thor now does good the way it is, as with girl Thor, they could very well kill off Thor and do a switch out for the Avengers, which I don't think I'd like very much, but. It could happen. I don't know. Like, I, I could be all for that if it's done well. Like, that, and that's the one thing that Marvel has avoided so far in regards to their movies is that none of this has seemed like a cash grab of like, oh, if we do this, everybody's going to come see it because it's a ridiculous decision, you know? And I, I don't, I'm, and I'm not saying that having Thor be the, the female that, that she is currently, I mean, because she's not, She's not girl Thor. She's not Thorette or Thorita. She is, she is Thor. She's Thor. Yeah. yeah. Like she's Thor. So to have a female Thor in the movies, I think could be really cool because I mean, let's, if we're being honest, the, the diversity scale on these films is not uh, very positive. You know, it's, it's mostly a bunch of white guys. So to, to mix it up a little bit, if it's done well and makes sense for the story, then I'm all for it. I, the, Loki is coming back for this one, Tom Hiddleston as Loki. And that's really all you need at this point. Like, he's so good as Loki. But in in the comic books, like, Loki is the one who causes 
Ragnarok. He causes the end of the gods of Odin and everybody. All right, I, right, I, yeah. I don't know that I want to. I don't know what, that I want to hate Tom Hiddleston that much. Yeah, you know he he's probably going to gain a lot of. Uh, th- this is going to be his hallmark if Ragnarok happens the way it's it's supposed to, and uh, it. I'm pretty sure this is going to be one of his like biggest roles. You know, he's going to be the guy who kills off Thor in that universe more, well, more or less for a, a certain amount of time. Well, and, and this really should, I mean, I think you, you hit the nail on the head there when you say biggest, this should be by far a huge, huge movie. Oh, yeah. I mean, a, a, a lot of people love Thor. You know, he's probably one of, I'd say, the most popular next to Captain America. Uh, in as far as like my circle of friends, everyone loves Thor, and I I think it's mainly just because um who, who the hell the guy uh, Chris Hemsworth did I get it right Chris Hemsworth yeah he 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 does Thor very 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 well, and I mean he he does the whole Let, personality. Let's be honest, well. Dean. He's fucking dreamy. Oh, he is dreamy. He is a dreamy son of a bitch. And to be honest, I don't think I'm ready <laughs> to have someone else be Thor. I want him as Thor. Yeah, like he he's absolutely perfect for it. He's just he's absolutely perfect and. And I'm like, I'm in that circle, man, as as all the Marvel movies, in my opinion, anyway, have been great. Even Iron Man 2, which is the worst of the bunch, um, is still a, a really good movie. Like, I, I still love that movie. But my favorite Marvel movies so far have been both Thor films. Those have been my, my absolute favorites. And I, it's, it's the mixture of everybody together. Hemsworth does an amazing job as Thor. Anthony... Um, Fuck, Anthony Hopkins does oh, as an amazing Odin? job as, as Odin. So cool. Tom Hiddleston is great as as Loki. Everybody that they have playing Fandral and Volstagg and and Sif and just they're just they're just excellent excellent films. And I'd I'd be sad if if any of the principal characters went away. But if it like I said, if it makes sense for the story, then then I guess I have to be okay with it. Right, right, and you know that that's that's the other thing. You, you there has to be a trade off, and I for the thing is, comics are incredibly different to movies because you got one shot for a movie to do it right. You mm-hmm. know, you can have a comic be stale and then come back with another issue next month and make everything okay. You don't have that in a movie, so you got to make it count the first time. So if they do have to take some liberties, kill some people off, and change the world a little bit. That's what it has to do to be a good movie and to set up for another story down the line. Yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right. Uh, so you were speaking about diversity, and uh, I think the next movie will definitely cover it. Yeah, it definitely will. November 3rd, the third film that will come out in 2017. Finally, after all these many years of waiting for this, Black Panther. Yeah, a Black right. Panther film is going to happen. They have Chadwick Boseman attached to play King T'Challa. Well, and actually, they never say in the press release, they never said King T'Challa. They said just T'Challa. So maybe my dream will come true of having Denzel Washington play his father, King T'Chaka, at that point, which would just be absolutely incredible. Like, that's a guy who could bring some real, like Michael Douglas is going to do in Ant-Man, could bring some real weight to to that film because you you again black panther is another one where by virtue of the character's name you might have a little bit of trouble selling that to everybody 
Well, yeah, because this this goes against the same thing as Guardians of the Galaxy did when it first came out. No, not a lot of people knew who the Guardians of the Galaxy were when that movie was announced. I'm sure a lot of people were scratching their heads, especially the mo- just regular moviegoers who wanted a you know solid another Marvel action movie. Um, they're like, I don't, I don't know who these people are. I've never heard of them. Who, who is Star Lord? What's a Drax? Why is there a talking <laughs> raccoon? Why is there Why a walking is there tree? A tree? <laughs> Son of a bitch! You know, and I, I, while Black Panther is slightly more notable than the Guardians of the Galaxy on some level because he does reside more in the Marvel universe than uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, he's still an obscure one. And um. You know, if they play it right and they start building him up and into the comics like they did with the Guardians and giving them their own comic lines, it could very well be another big hit. And I mean, Black Panther's a really, really cool character. So, yeah, it could, it could be awesome. Yeah, you've got the leader of an African nation, of the nation of Wakanda, who has the in the comic books the world's largest source of vibranium, which is one of the components of... Tony Stark's armor and is one of the components of Captain America's shield. And you've got this really interesting mixture of science and technology, but deeply rooted, long-standing tradition um, in the nation of Wakanda. You still have, you know, kings and queens and T'Challa was married to Storm from the X-Men for a little while, which because Fox won't give that shit up and they keep fucking making terrible X-Men movies. Um, you know, obviously we won't get Storm involved in any way, but you've got the potential here for a really, really strong, um, franchise independent of anything going on with the Avengers. Right. Right. Yeah. And that, that's the thing. Uh, they, they can, they have a chance with Dr. Strange, uh, Black Panther and Ant-Man to give you something else. And I think that's what maybe they were trying to do was in the meantime of working on this Avengers plot line, which I mean, Civil War is part of that plot line. I'm sure Ragnarok, uh, will tie in with some of the other characters in some way, shape or form. Um, and they're trying with Black Panther and all these other ones to give you something different in the meantime so you're not just bogged down with the same characters and same story every time. You know, it's 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 nice to get a fresh perspective and about something you don't know a lot about. And I mean this could be it. Same with Ant Man, same with Doctor Strange. Yeah, and and he really is. I mean, you're absolutely right. He is he is a great character. He's a character that over the years has has struggled to find a consistent uh comic like he's the black panther books that they've put out have never really uh sold incredibly well and they usually end up getting canceled unfortunately which really sucks because there's so much potential there in that character and and i do have faith that they're going to do it right yeah yeah i i think they could um same thing like Moon Knight. Moon Knight hasn't really had a solid book. Oh man, if they did a Moon Knight movie, that'd be fucking bananas. Uh-huh. <laughs> but uh, Dude, not for nothing. After all this is done, would not surprise me. Moon Knight would be so cool, and uh, I, I I can't even start because that that's just a whole other tangent <laughs> to go on, and we should probably wait for Evan to do that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, but jumping down now, we got the 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 big one that people are excited for. Yeah, May fourth, twenty eighteen. We're talking like three and a half years from yep. now, which, oh, God damn it. Avengers Infinity War Part 1. Now, the Infinity Gems in the Marvel Universe are these unbelievably powerful 
artifacts, right? They control space, they control time, they control souls. And now that we're doing this live and recording, I'm blanking on what the rest of them do. But they're, they're these incredibly powerful gems that are collected into a giant gauntlet, the Infinity Gauntlet. And in the comic book storylines anyway, it has been Thanos getting these gems together so that he can end literally existence for everything. Because Thanos' character motivation is to please death. He is in love with the embodiment, the the form of death, who in the comics is, is this hooded woman, the skeletal female figure that Thanos is completely in love with. And in order to please her, his desire is to kill everything everywhere. Right, so yeah. he gets the Infinity Gems together. All the heroes have to team up to defeat him. Uh, you've got Adam Warlock, who plays, who's a really cool character, who plays a big role in those books, and they. I don't know if he will be introduced in the movies. I'm, I'm really hoping that somewhere in, like, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 or maybe Thor Ragnarok, we get an introduction to the Adam Warlock character because he is so central to all of the Infinity storylines that have happened in the comics. But this movie should be massive. I mean, it should be disaster porn, definitely, but it should be massive and and just a, a stunning film to look at. And they're doing it right because they are setting up two movies for this. They're not trying to squeeze it all into one movie, which mm-hmm. I feel you have to do because Infinity War wasn't... That's just, like, if you pick up the trade paperback, that's a pretty big fucking book. Well, yeah, and there's there's been three of them. There's the Infinity Gauntlet, um, the Infinity War, I think, was the other one, and then I forget what the third one is. It wasn't great. Uh, but there, yeah, there's I, been three storylines yeah. that, that have covered this. Mm-hmm. And it's always kind of a threat in the background of the Infinity Gems. It's what's been going on in New Avengers for a long time in the comics. They, they've had, you know, Mr. Fantastic and Professor X had one for a while, but now he's dead, so Beast has it. And Namor has one of the gems, and Tony Stark has one of the gems, and Doctor Strange has one of the gems. So that's that's something that they could certainly... Black Panther has one of the gems. Um, so something that they could definitely, definitely uh, play off of, minus a couple of the characters, minus, you know, Mr. Fantastic, who Fantastic Four is still over at Fox, and Beast or Professor X, because they're still over at, at Fox as well for the movies. But they could be playing off that. There's, like... They, they the definitely storyline to cover. Yeah, yeah. You're right. It has to be two movies. It has to be. There's too much. Yeah, yeah. Um, most definitely. You know, they, they, you don't want to rush something like this because this is what you're building up towards with all, all these movies. This isn't just another tie-in. This is what you're taking three and a half years to make. This isn't, you know, they're molding yeah, the characters it. This towards is the end game. It. Yeah, you know, they... I don't know what's coming after this because Infinity War is probably the biggest plot point to uh, any Marvel comic line. I mean, like I said in the beginning of the show, it's one of the most notable uh, plots that you can have in comic books, you know, anyway on the Marvel side. So, you know, uh, it, it, it... it's definitely going to set up for a great movie, and I mean, you have fantastic characters at the the helm for this. So I I can't wait to see what what comes three and a half years down the line. It's a very long time, but as we've mentioned, you got plenty of movies in the meantime. 
<laughs> you've got you've got plenty to tide you over. Mm-hmm. Now the only the only thing that may be a little eh, I don't know about this movie is that as of right now, uh, Joss Whedon is not attached to it. But so, the the subs for that are still pretty good. No, absolutely. But I, Joss Whedon is such a singular voice and did such an incredible job with the first Avengers and really kind of being put in charge of the overall Marvel universe. I mean, he has a hand in every movie that has come since. Um, He's such a strong creative voice that I really, I really hope they don't lose him. I don't think they're going to lose him, but I, I mean, he's sort of like Jeff Johns right now on the DC side. Jeff Johns has, I mean, basically resuscitated uh, the Green Lantern single-handedly. But then, you know, he went on to a bigger thing. He's now one of the huge creative minds behind the DC line in general, which I I feel is more important than saving one character, saving the entire publishing firm. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I I, I feel that's the same spot that Josh Whedon's in. Do do you do you? work on one movie to make sure that's really good or do you try to have a hand in everything and guide everyone towards you know having a great overall arc rather than just making one movie really really good no that that is certainly a fair point and i i really do i hope he is involved oh yeah me some too. way me too. shape or form but all right so may 4th 2018 avengers infinity war part one and then july 6th 2018 Captain Marvel. Yeah, and we're going with uh it I looks like girl Captain Marvel. Yep, the the Carol Danvers, the current Captain Marvel, uh will will be headlining her own film, which will be the first female superhero or superheroine uh if 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 you will, movie that either of the companies will will be putting out. I mean, I I will believe that DC will have a Wonder Woman movie when I am in the theater watching it. Because it's supposed to have happened tons of times before already, even with Joss Whedon attached to it, they couldn't get it off the ground. Right. So I will be I will be shocked if that one actually comes out. But the the rumor going around is that possibly in Captain America Civil War we will see the introduction of Carol Danvers, uh possibly as uh Captain Marvel, maybe not as Captain Marvel, maybe just as Carol Danvers, but she's a really interesting character too because you've got this this cosmically powered superhero that spends most of her time or at least did anyway spend most of her time on earth you know with with the avengers and she's got a really interesting like set of powers she's super strong she can fly and she can absorb energy and throw it back at whoever threw it at her which for a film makes for some really interesting visuals that could happen. Some Dragon Ball Z shit going on. Yeah, no, but seriously, I mean, you're you're talking some, you know, some Dragon Ball Z level, like, explosions, which would be insane and would be really awesome. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see what they do with the character and where they introduce it, because where they introduce it could mean everything, so... No, you're, you're absolutely right. Yeah, you know, you don't want to introduce her... Two years before, in you know, just a very, very slight Easter egg sort of way, and then have her just drop in in the middle of, you know, Infinity War or just in her own movie very abruptly, because it seems like with a lot of these, 
they they try to give some sort of uh, basis, even if it's just very very slight, uh, on how the character will will drop in in any way, shape, or form. I mean, even for Doctor Strange, I believe it was in Winter Soldier where they're yeah. Do you, you hear them mention Doctor Strange? And I was like, oh man, shit's getting real. Yeah, they 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 throw you those little those little tidbits, the little breadcrumbs to to lead you down this trail. It'll be really interesting to see who they cast for for Captain Marvel because the perfect actress to play this character is Katie Sackhoff. Oh man, is, yeah, yeah. She is by far the perfect choice. However, not to disparage anyone uh, of our age group, but she's like thirty six now. Yeah, so and will be mm-hmm. you know like close to forty when the movie starts. Now that doesn't mean that a forty-year-old woman could not be super badass. I absolutely believe that she could. Well, I mean, look at you know, Robert Downey Jr. He's yeah, he's in his fifties, yeah. and he's he's you still know, so, rocking Iron Man really hard. Yeah, you know what I mean. So like, there's absolutely the the possibility that she could kill it at, at that age. But is is an actress like Katie Sackhoff interested in signing on to a multi-year commitment? At forty years old, I don't know, man. I I would have to. I don't know. It, that's that's literally, you know, the offer of a lifetime to be immortalized as a superhero. Because let, let's let's just talk about it real quick. When you think of Iron Man, now you think of Robert Downey Jr. There, there, yep. he's Tony Stark, and I mean, the fact of the matter is, he played Tony Stark incredibly well. Mark Ruffalo's a little bit more iffy because you've had three different Incredible Hulks, but I mean, I'm sure the more movies you put him in, the more Mark Ruffalo will become the Incredible Hulk. Uh, you know, and Thor, Chris Hemsworth, and uh, Captain America is Chris Evans. They they do it well, and you know they do it perfectly, and it goes down to the you know the accents that they have, their mannerisms, everything. Steve Rogers sounds like he's straight out of the 50s, bar none. Did I say Chris Evans? Yeah. Okay, all right, cool. Uh, You know, and Chris Hemsworth sounds like he's of Norse origins. He does it so well, and it's hard not to imagine them in these roles. Yeah, they, they really have come in and just owned these roles so hard that... You know, it's what makes me nervous about Chris Evans not being Captain America anymore. It's what makes me nervous about Robert Downey Jr. not being Tony Stark slash Iron Man anymore. They've they've come in and, and become so identifiable as these characters. And, you know, I, you're right. Like, getting offered one of these movies is is a chance to become this unbelievably loved and identified character. And it would you're right, it would it would be really hard to turn that down, I would think. Uh, now, I'm also not a forty year old woman well, yeah, or thirty six or thirty eight or whatever, however old she's well, going to be. I, I know she'll be in her late thirties. The other thing is she's already a very notable uh person in the geek universe because of Battlestar Galactica. I mean she Oh absolutely she played that role so perfectly. And uh I mean she's just notable for that. I mean, she's at every single Comic-Con for that reason alone, mm-hmm. and she doesn't mm-hmm. need another reason. I mean, that, and that's the same thing with other uh, female actresses like uh, Lucy Lawless. Uh, 
Xena, uh, I'm pretty sure anyone from the 90s, uh, is any any girl is a Xena fan. I mean, my girlfriend wasn't was a kid when that show came out. And I, when I mean kid, I mean like a fetus. And she watched <laughs> it growing up, and she loves Lucy Lawless like nothing else. I, I got her the sword one year for Christmas, and nice. she, she covets that thing like a uh, treasured relic. As well she should. Xena exactly. Warrior Princess is amazing. Exactly. And, you know, that that's the type of uh, uh, pedigree that, uh, you know, uh, Katie Sackhoff comes from. So, you know, does she need it? No. But, you know, if she's looking for something else and they offer her that role, I, that would be tough to turn down. Yeah, I, I would imagine so. I would imagine so. But, but right. uh, yeah, Moving on to the next on. one. November 2nd, 2018. And, like, this is... This is this is a really interesting, um, ballsy move and kind of a fuck you from Marvel. And they're like, fine, Fox, you won't give us the X Men back. Whatever, we're just gonna make the Inhumans awesome. And on November second, twenty eighteen, there will be an Inhumans movie. And like the Inhumans are a very very strange concept in the Marvel universe. They're these like super powered creatures that have been transformed from ordinary humans into the inhumans through the tarragon mists and they've had this exposure to these things over years and they've developed powers and they've lived on the moon at one point and they've lived underwater at one point and they're like right now in the comics they're all kind of scattered around and are becoming more and more uh prevalent throughout the marvel universe as the as they look to try and position them as the the Disney Marvel version of the X-Men. And they're a I, really interesting collection of characters. Yeah, and you know what? It it's it's going to be a tough one. Uh they got their work cut out ahead of them because they don't have the same sort of storylines or pedigrees that you know the these other characters have. I mean, you know, even the Guardians of the Galaxy have had some pretty long-running stories. In humans, their most notable stuff is mainly in graphic novels and, you know, a few, I don't want to say one-shots, but a few story arcs here and there. And it, it's it's going to be real tough to work these characters up into something that's that's huge. And they do have their work cut out for them, but, I mean, Marvel hasn't let us down yet, so I'm, my hope's not gone. Well, and I, I really honestly believe that you will see the first two Inhumans introduced. Well, I mean, you've already seen them introduced at the end of uh, Winter Soldier, but uh, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver, since they can't call them mutants in the Marvel movies, I am I would bet dollars to donuts that those are your first two Inhumans can, when can they, Age of Ultron comes out. Can they have Quicksilver? Because Fox already used Quicksilver once they, already. They did, but it's like it's this weird thing where Fox didn't get 100% of the rights to Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch because they have been Avengers for so long. It's apparently some some legal language in the contract allowed Marvel to to use them. I don't know if they're going to call them Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. All of us certainly will. Of like, hey, did you see Quicksilver in the Avengers movie? It was pretty awesome. But I, I, I'm guaranteeing that they will be the Inhumans, the first two that you see. Now, I don't know too much about the Inhumans, but... Is that's not Savage Dragon, is it? No, no, no. Okay, no. Cause I, I was gonna be like, God, I don't, I don't know who that is, but it sure as hell looks like him. <laughs> no, the uh, the Inhumans, like 
the the king of the inhumans is black bolt and black bolt the like what i think one of the most interesting things about his character is that his his superpower is his voice he can destroy things with the the level and volume and impact of his voice so everything he says is basically at a whisper which is a really cool dynamic to use like in the comics and to use in a film uh the queen his uh his wife medusa has incredibly long red hair that she can control which is kind of silly and campy and was like you made this up in the 60s didn't you because that's it's a hair monster they kind of thing. sure as hell did yeah they really did but there's there's a lot of just really interesting weird characters that come along with the inhumans and they are very visually interesting and if done if done right could be really cool Oh, yeah, d- definitely. And, I mean, there's some notable stuff that you could uh, pick up from them. I- I'm relatively sure when I was uh, doing my tenure at a comic book uh, shop that um, there was a Marvel Knights um, book with the Inhumans in it. That Yes, by um, Jay Lee, which was right, incredible. It, yeah, um, I, I was almost, a, like, 100% sure that anyone I asked said it was a very, very notable and good book. Yeah, it, it's that's another one. Like, Thor Ragnarok... The Infinity War trade paperbacks, the Inhumans trade paperback that Paul Jenkins and Jay Lee did under the Marvel Knights banner. Absolutely incredible storylines and really show the potential of like, no, this could totally work. This could totally be a thing that people would pay to see. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. So, uh, yeah, and I, I think we're getting close towards the end now, aren't we? Yep, the, the last of the announcements so far... Anyway, is May 3rd, 2019, Avengers Infinity War Part 2. And this should be... Like, honestly, they should stop after this. Like, they should really just stop. Well, that yeah, I mean, the thing is, where do you go from here? I don't know, like... But, that, but that's the thing. You're going to have this whole big storyline wrapped up with the Avengers taking care of Thanos... Um, because I would have to imagine that while there may be some death and destruction along the way, I would have to imagine the good guys are going to win in the end here. So you're going to wrap up, defeat Thanos, and then where do you go? And well, that that's, that that's really depends thing. on on how well the Inhumans film does because you've got franchise potential there. Black Panther, Doctor Strange, Captain Marvel. I mean, you've got other areas to now go down. You do, you do, but the the thing is, as far as, like, this, this, you know, throwing back in Captain America, Hulk, Thor, and all of them, it's, it's a tough sell to keep pushing them over into uh, more movies, because, let's face it, this is on a galactic scale that... Yeah. They're they're on now going against Thanos. This this is otherworldly. There there's nothing higher than this that you can go against. Thanos is the king bad guys. When you talk about Marvel supervillains, he's number one. There's not much above him. So, yep. you know it's it, it's really that that's the end of the line. So, I believe you're right. They do have other avenues to go down, and they should pursue those other other avenues. And perhaps that's why they're making these other books, not just for something else to watch in the meantime, but to perhaps give themselves a way out of doing all these Avengers movies. Because <laughs> by the time 2019 rolls around, some of these actors are going to be getting 
a little older. And, you know, the thing is, you talked about some of these uh, actors not doing these parts forever. You said uh, Chris Evans is is slated to to he has a set amount of movies to do and that's it. Now, that doesn't mean uh, who, who played Bucky. I'm sorry, I can't, can't remember. Uh, Sebastian Shaw. Right. So if if Sebastian Shaw, you know, does cap good, I'm not saying that there can't be more cap down the line, but maybe people don't want more cap after this. You know, they're, maybe they're going to want to see Nova or uh, more Doctor Strange or more Inhumans. There's other ways to go. And I mean, who, who knows? Uh, Fox could give up the licensing towards... Uh, x-men in the meantime and we could see a whole new bout of x-men movies that'll beat the shit out of whatever's been coming out lately i mean i'm not gonna say days of the future past wasn't a bad movie and neither was first class but given the disney marvel touch i think they could have been better well yeah i mean in in my opinion like x-men first class was the best x-men movie that's been made um in my opinion the other three i or the other four, I didn't even see Days of Future Past. Um, I I watched it recently, and I gotta say, I was I was impressed. I I will get around to seeing it, but I I didn't watch it because I didn't like the first three. I I just don't think they're very good movies. No, I I totally understand where you're coming from because I did watch all three, and I was growing up when those came out, yeah. and. I I did not enjoy them. I even as a kid, I didn't enjoy them, and then they're not good. You know, well, and then the, the, the worst, good. yeah, the worst part was on the last one, they threw in so many characters all at once and it was just like they picked random people or like, hey, hey, uh, what the hell is that Scottish guy's name who did the juggernaut? Oh, um, Vinnie Jones. Yeah. Hey, you want to be the juggernaut? Yeah, sure, I'll be the juggernaut. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, uh, b- by the way, we're going to have you do the, uh, the YouTube, uh, thing that the, the guys did. And it, it, it'll, it'll be funny. It'll sell. We'll sell millions because <laughs> of be you. Awesome. Yeah. And it, it wasn't awesome. It oh, was no, terrible. It was, it, was, it was garbage. Yeah. Well, and, and you, you bring up a good point there because that is what concerns me about Infinity War Part 2. Because I think all of us are kind of expecting, uh, but not maybe realizing what what we want. Because what I want to see is all of the Avengers and Doctor Strange, and Black Panther, and Captain Marvel, and the Inhumans going up, and the Guardians of the Galaxy going up against Thanos. But if you put all of them in that movie... That's a lot to ask for. That's a lot of fucking people. Mm -hmm. Like, just, that is a lot of people, and a lot of, like, where do you split, where do you split the time to get all, like, I, because that's what I'm expecting. I'm expecting everyone to have to come together... No, to totally fight understand. Fans. Totally understand, but maybe that's why it's two parts, so they yeah, can like, have. Yeah, like how do you manage you know, that? And and that's the thing. Maybe they could cut it up in a way where you're getting two different perspectives, and yeah, now that would maybe. be kind of crazy. That would be. It's it's going to be, it's going to be crazy. And I think ultimately, at the end of the day, it's going to be really interesting to see how they get there. Even if there's a couple hiccups along the way, I think it's going to be really interesting to see, to see how do we get to this point. How do we get to 2019 and all of this falls into place and actually works? Yeah, no, I totally agree, man. There, there's going to be some really, really awesome stuff coming out. And I, I couldn't ask for anything more from Marvel with what they're trying to do. You know, uh, I, I could. I asked for a Sleepwalker movie, but I think I'm the only one. 
you know, maybe one given the the odds and ends they're throwing out right now, anything's possible. You're damn right. Thank you for giving me hope, Dean. I appreciate it. Of course. Uh, I, I guess the uh, the only other thing is, uh, what are you most excited for, and what are you most nervous for? Uh, I am most excited for Doctor Strange, and I am most nervous for the Inhumans. Okay. All right. I think I'm probably most excited for easily this. Uh, yeah, I, I would say Civil War, and mm-hmm. I'm probably most nervous for Black Panther, uh, mainly because if they do it wrong, Black Panther could probably be the biggest flop. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. And and like we said earlier, I, I do think, I mean, the the Black Panther name does not have the best name, does not have the best uh, connotation with a lot of people who may be like, they're making a Black Panther movie? Why would they do that? That's not Marvel. That's not a comic book thing. You know, like there's, yeah, there's some potential I, if- there for them to go off the rails in a big, bad way. Yeah, and if, if they just wanted an African-American uh, 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 character, there were other characters to pick, but they went with Black Panther. Yeah, well, and, and they've already done three of them. I, not for nothing, the Blade movies count. Okay, okay I, I'll give you that. It was, But, you know, it was before they really hit their stride. No, absolutely, sure. And, you know, uh, for... Uh, what is it? Um, jeez. Oh, Iron, uh, Iron, uh, Jesus. I, I want to say Iron Lung, and I'm like, no, not Iron <laughs> no, Lung. No, Iron Patriot. Uh, <laughs> the you Iron know, Patriot. They, yeah? Okay. Uh, so, you, you know, there, there's other characters out there, yeah. and it, it's just, it's it's an obscure one. And, yeah. again, not by comic standards, but by casual viewing standards, it's, it's an odd one out. Yeah, well, and I, I mean, I say Iron Patriot because that, He's got the American armor on, but I, he, War Machine, Don Cheadle's character in, in the Iron Man films. Um, I love John Don Cheadle. How can you not? He's, he's such a he's fantastic. Captain Planet, man. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, uh, I think yeah. we should wrap it up. Yeah, I, I think we should too. I think we've uh, hit our stride here. Um, all right, I've been working on a little bit of a faster way to close this up so guys if you want to download our episodes contact us or check out any of our stuff whether it be the videos that we do or anything like that just head over to geek life Uh, all our stuff is right there you can even uh, contact us from there it's www.g33klife.com we'll also have the link below and we'll have our email address directly to contact us in the show notes below. So if you need anything from us at all, check the show notes, and that's where you can get all the information. Uh, from the two of us here tonight, or today, rather, at the Paper Cuts podcast, have a good day. Enjoy watching Marvel movies and read some comics. Bye. Bye.